Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is a doozy. The media, the government, and business are coordinating to suppress all Americans, business people, politicians, just ordinary citizens who will not capitulate to all demands, who will not forfeit their right to process their First Amendment rights, all of that. I, I've seen, Binkley, you've been following many examples of it. I just happened to notice that businesses were using what Event 201 actually said in words, the the exact process using soft power to get really rich people to call the elected officials and tell them what they want, to give them their demands. In this case, I saw two articles, one about politicians who were threatening to or considering or in line to object to the elector slates uh, or the electors being slated by their states. They were getting pressure by businesses, by contributors. You cannot do this. Similarly, workers, they say, are being fired for participating in the protests. That's another way that business is being used to suppress rights without having to go through the formal process of making unconstitutional laws, and they are going to use all sorts of big tech to bring this together from facial recognition, other forms of surveillance. There's a lot to unpack here. I hate the expression unpack, but there's no other word for it. So Binkley, you have a lot of media examples. Take it away. There were a lot of examples of this just yesterday, and we've seen even more over the course of the past few months, and it all ties in with the Great Reset, the new social reality that they're trying to create, and the 70 million what they call Trump supporters or people with Trump sentiment, the anti-globalist sentiment that the Council on Foreign Relations has been talking about getting rid of as an obstacle to the pursuit of their global civil society that they're trying to create. And the examples that we saw just yesterday were Ben and Jerry's, you know, ice cream. One of the things that adults and children alike have a fun time just going to the ice cream shop. What a great environment. But now at Ben and Jerry's, you can get a a mint ice cream with a a hefty scoop of indoctrination on top because (laughs) they have a pinned tweet. Yesterday, they pinned this tweet and they said, yesterday was not a protest, referring to the, the Capitol protest. Yesterday was not a protest. It was a riot to uphold white supremacy. This is Ben and Jerry's and ice oh cream gosh. shop pinning this tweet, and they have eight following tweets. With like the next one says, "It was allowed to happen. The mostly white insurrectionist roamed freely and without consequence through the heart of our democracy. The only explanation is that this was allowed to happen because they were white, not black, brown, or indigenous people. This is an ice cream shop. Why are they doing this? I'll tell you. Their CEO." Works with the World Economic Forum. He's all in on stakeholder capitalism as opposed to profit capitalism. And that is what these ESG standards that the Great Reset is trying to establish. ESG being environmental social governance. And what this equates to is a social credit score for businesses, for corporations around the world, where they they are valued and they get grant money from 
international organizations based on their the way they they show social justice initiatives, climate initiatives that are unrelated to their profit line. Because Ben and Jerry's is calling half their customer base racist with this tweet right here. I, yes, and that obviously points to the fact that profit motive, which is their fiduciary duty to shareholders, it's how ordinary people with a pension or with a 401k can participate in capitalism, even though they're just laborers. It's actually a great system. And their duty is to allow you to participate in the business. And this is not in the service of the business. This is in the service of some political thing, which probably benefits the people in those positions. CEOs are sometimes just politicians. They're not founders. I don't know if the Ben and Jerry's guys are even part of that anymore. I doubt it. But two, those, both of those tweets triggered me on other issues that we have to talk about. Could, would you mind rereading them? And let me just give you a feedback, you know, one sentence on each of those. Yeah, the first one was, this is pinned to the top of their page. Yesterday was not a protest. It was a riot to uphold white supremacy. That's absolutely ridiculous. We can talk about this later in the show. And also, if people are belong to Rockfin, they should hear our firsthand interview of somebody who was there. It is it was 100 percent in support of the people who were objecting on behalf of their states to uh, the electoral slates being prematurely for, uh, certified. And that is has nothing to do with whiteness. However, the the second tweet what about all the Asian and black people that were there also. Oh, yeah. The first video I looked at, she sent me all her pictures and video. She sent a picture of herself on the stairs because she said the cops had just let people through the gates of she's standing on the stairs. Anne. And yeah, Rockfin and we'll call her protester X. I was going to call her, but she said she doesn't care. So but behind her in the picture, I didn't want to show her face, so I didn't post that picture. Or I asked you not to post that picture, but it was a picture. You could see the Capitol doors open behind her. She there was nothing. Yeah. So so the second tweet. If we you did say that we interviewed her yesterday, didn't we? Did we say that? We didn't say that. We interviewed a person who we know and trust who was at, I didn't know she was at the thing. But when I found out, I immediately got her on the horn. She was there. She told us about it in detail in Rockfin. She sent us pictures. We're going to put all that stuff up. We'll tell you a little bit about it. But if you want to hear the firsthand thing and you're a Rockfin listener subscriber, you should go look at that. But the the second tweet that you read, could you read that again yeah. about uh, why it was allowed to happen? It was allowed to happen. The mostly white insurrectionist, and that's the that's the buzzword of the day, insurrectionist. They roamed freely and without consequence through the heart of our democracy. The only okay. explanation is that this was allowed to happen because they were white, not black, brown, or indigenous people. That is not the only explanation. That is that is literally a whitewash. It is the opposite of the explanation because they what Anne thought and what is evident to me is they were there to support the electoral process as it was unfolding. What those rioters did was aborted the process to their own. So the narrative all over the place is that the mob went in there to prevent the certification of the electors, but that's not what was happening. What was happening is in Congress, what they prevented was blocking the certification of the electors. And that is why it was allowed yeah, to happen. They actually that helped. is why they, they helped the left. 
Right. And that is why it was last time. And that is why it was provocateurs. That is why this thing was a setup. That is why what Anne was telling us about who who she was there with and what was happening was clearly different from that push into the Capitol or we've got a lot to talk about about that. But I just wanted to point out that what this is, I, I don't know, I'm sure there's a word for it and you probably know it, but they are taking the it's like Newspeak or Opposite Day. They are taking the story and turning it on its head for their own purposes. The, the media is completely gone. And, and one of the pictures Anne showed us was a picture of the First Amendment carved into the side of the Capitol, I guess it was. And that as I and I want to if we get a chance to rattle off like the elements of that. The free press had to go first before all these other rights could be lost. And they have been lost one by one. And we can we can demonstrate it from yesterday alone. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Yeah, you're right about the opposite day theme. AOC, there's videos unless they've been taken off from the web. AOC used to lead what's called walk-ins, where a bunch of protesters, oftentimes in wheelchairs or other ailments, go in and they storm the offices of people in Congress and in the Senate. And there's video of her leading protesters doing that at the door of her colleagues. Office. Oh, yeah. And the, the Indivisible sends out training guides how to do a sit-in. And it's not just you go sit quietly. It's you go screaming in their face until they, as Jan Schakowsky, the senator from Chicago would say, until we can get a picture of a police officer yanking someone in a wheelchair out of their wheelchair. They, this is something that they do, not not on a rare occasion, the left activist or the activist, they do this all the time. And yet they're acting like what happened the other day is any different than what they always do. Don't you remember the guy who was like had put like menstrual blood on his? I don't know what it was. It was I've like seen the, a lot of that. Yeah. Pussy hat days. But it was in the chamber. And I was like, they, there's no way you get in there unless somebody there's, lets you in. And yes. they and they traced it to like Diane Feinstein's tickets. Like everybody gets a couple of tickets or AOC, somebody's tickets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not. They they keep talking like this is some historic, horribly violent, dark right. day event. It's not. Look, what happened? Anybody who got hurt? That's that's not good. That's bad. I, that I don't. You never want violence. You never want people to get hurt. But when you look at what was going on outside, and you look at the videos, and when you think about what we've seen over the summer, and with the and with these activists and the in your face approach, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. There was it was not. People were not violent. They they were like partying outside of the place, and then some provocateurs left the doors unlocked, kicked the door open, and then the mob took over. But even when they were inside, this was not, there was people pushing each other. And that, like I said, I'm not condoning any violence. It's not good. But to say that this is the worst day in American history, like Pearl Harbor 9-11, is a blatant lie. And it's just, it's an insult. And not to mention that it is 
so clearly a setup to the point where when I posted that video of the woman getting shot, I got actually we should talk about why I took that down. I took it down. I had like a hundred people. We were all pulling it apart. And by the end, it was very clear that there was something weird about it, particularly because a guy in a suit who I later found out was a sergeant in arms shot her. And as you see her go down, you can see the black shoes of other cops behind her. Cops behind her. So bizarre. With big guns. Like there's no way that went normal. So now I'm thinking... And when Anne was there, she said that they were pushing that narrative about somebody getting shot before even like the timeline would kind of allow for it before there were people even on the steps almost. But she but but as I look at that and I think they put that stuff up there for us to go bananas on. I actually I took it down. Tell tell them why I took it down. Well, Lynn Wood got kicked off Twitter, which we mentioned yesterday. Lynn Wood is the the QAnon supporter who is a lawyer who had been promoting a lot of Stop the Steal stuff, seeming to be a big Trump supporter, but he's been saying a lot of outrageous things on the internet. But the thing that got him kicked off, allegedly, the last tweet that he made on Twitter was he tweeted that the woman who they say was shot and killed at the Capitol, her name slips my mind. Ashley Babbitt. Yes, her. And... He said that she is not dead and the whole thing was staged and that it was a false flag. And this is kind of what we were alluding to. Yeah. So when but here's the thing, you you said that he was going to get taken off in the meanwhile, just like Alex Jones, you were like, he's a setup, just like how we got taken off of WordPress. Then in the meanwhile, just separate from that, the fact that this video was left on Twitter and I had whatever, 95 likes or comments or what, and we were cracking the code on it. I thought this hasn't happened in a really long time. Have we had this kind of freedom? And I'm usually very cautious about putting stuff like that up, but I've been getting away with like flirting with the edges lately. So just yesterday I said to somebody who was engaging, I said, look, I probably have to take this tweet down. I'm looking for trouble and I don't want that. So I read that to you. I didn't take it down. I still. And then this morning you were like, that's that was the thing that got Linwood taken down. So that's when I went and took it down, because, I mean, you got to see the writing on the wall. The first one Mm -hmm. was the Noah Posner picture. And uh, it was just bizarre. And that's what I'm saying. Like this video was weird enough. A guy in a suit on the inside of the barriers, a bunch of cops. You could see a guy run up. There's no blood on her at all. And then some random dude runs up with a backpack and all of a sudden there's blood on her, on her face. I I didn't see it yesterday, but I went back and saw it now, especially after uh, Anne told us that 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 she had somebody show her a video and she said it just a, a different video from the one we saw and that the blood looked weird to her and whatever. So uh, I took it down. But the reason it, I think the reason it was so complex was to really engage people on it and keep people focused and keep people talking about it. Just like that Noah Posner picture was really bizarre. They put a picture of Noah Posner up from Sandy Hook and they said that he was a victim of the Pakistan massacre school massacre this was the on the bbc like it was just crazy and i think that's what part one of many elements to this psyop is that one and another element to this is if you take what you're told at face value about the story then what what the information you're receiving is basically that a trump supporter was assassinated was taken out you, you see what i mean right. so both sides right so yeah. so if you're that this then that that theme 
is it falls right in line with this idea that if you supported Trump or if you don't capitulate, then here's an example of what could happen to you. Which can go either way. It can intimidate people or it can embolden them. And they want people emboldened. So some people are saying, you know, this woman got shot. That's how violent it was. Other people are saying it was a setup. And... And that's why. And then there, you've got the people who say, well, they were allowed to storm the Capitol because they were white. And then you have the other the other side saying they, they never got shot for stor- for storming the Capitol before. She only got she only got shot because she was a Trump supporter. So it's that art of ambiguity. It's that strategy of tension. And it's and it's going strong. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products. Report. Can I tell you the two other examples real quick of that support this same theme? Please do. Josh Hawley, who was the original senator who objected to the electors, and he continued to object during the process. His book, which is called The Tyranny of Big Tech, has been dropped by the publisher Simon and Schuster following the Capitol Hill riot. And here's the statement that Simon and Schuster made. After witnessing the, disur- the disturbing, deadly insurrection, the talking point memo went out, the deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday in Washington, D.C., Simon and Schuster has decided to cancel publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. We did not come to this decision lightly. It will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints, but at the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens, and we cannot support Senators Senator Hallways after his role in what became a dangerous threat to our democracy and freedom. This is another signal that if you don't capitulate, you're going to have a hard time participating in society. There is so much there. And one of the things that I was kind of I, I had invented that coined that phrase taint agent a while back where and I think Linwood is squarely in the category of taint agent. Yeah. Absolutely knowingly. You can I, I'll I'll accept counter arguments on whether Alex Jones knows the roles he's playing, but Linwood knows the role he's playing. He is a taint agent. Sydney Powell maybe too, but I don't know if she knows she it. She just got sued by Dominion. That's what was one of my stories was that she got sued for defamation and that that could never work for Garland because he has documented evidence, sworn affidavits, but she threw in stuff like China and Iran, stuff that 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 would be a very naive thing for a lawyer to put in there. So that's why I, I'll put her in the category of tentative taint agent. But this stuff, this mob thing, it is it is where propaganda of the deed meets taint, taint agency. And it's like a taint agent of the deed where you do something that in itself tainted everything around. It's like a nuclear bomb of that. So it derailed the process of the mob. It screws up Josh Hawley's life. It makes people um, it was getting people fired from work. And and you know what is a funny thing is that they said people who are being recognized. And, and I want to hear about the Clearview 
story that you had, people who were being recognized uh, at the thing were losing their jobs, supposedly. Right. That was one of the stories I think I brought. And but what Anne said is she was worried uh, that or that a lot of people who wanted to go were not able to go because she does a lot of right to life marching. And so she's got a big network like that. People couldn't go because they would have to quarantine for 14 days. So that in itself, not they didn't necessarily stop assembly legally, but by putting quarantines in you, if you assemble, you can't go to work for two weeks. Some people can't afford that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that uh, there are many tendrils of impact of this taint agency yeah. of the deed, this propaganda of the deed tainted aspects of any of people, real politicians who were trying to go through the process of the process itself, the people who were peacefully protesting. This is it, it was such a massive psyop that backfired so spectacularly, like so much that Trump does that I it's hard for me to believe that it's anything but uh, uh, that a massive psyop. And the opposite day theme, it can, I mean, it's it's so dead on. There were they were reporting on CNN and MSNBC. They were actually saying to compare what happened yesterday and this insurrection to the peaceful Black Lives Matter protest over the summer. Like they just kept saying like peaceful Chaz? protest from Black Lives Matter. <laughs> How many and, people and died I'll, at Chaz? Do what? How many people died at Chaz? I don't know. How many people died throughout all of the protests over the summer? How many buildings burned down? How many people's businesses were ruined? It was a large number. You know, there's supposedly a cop died yesterday. That's what or, they say. They say he died, then they say he didn't. Now they say he died again. But of the people who died at this thing, three of them just died of medical issues. But Anne was telling us one of the guys on her bus, which is only a couple of dozen people, was bleeding from a rubber bullet. He was yeah. a, he was a collateral damage there, and uh, I just wonder about if that my, my the the comparison I'm making is that. I don't know what happens to that cop, but outside of that, no deaths resulted at the hands of protesters yesterday, even agents provocateur. Yeah. It was all the other way, which was not true for the protests throughout the summer. Yeah. Another thing that was really interesting about the the reporting on the what happened the other day at the Capitol is that at first... There were a few comments from people covering it. There's a bunch of Trump supporters gathering on the steps, tight, tight in there, tight quarters, not wearing masks. But then they stopped doing that. So they stopped pointing out that there was no social distancing. They stopped pointing out that there was not mask being worn, really. And they kept the focus singularly on priming the audience to see that this is a violent insurrection before it happened. I think they did that because if you split too many, and Solinsky talks about this, if you split too many issues, then the audience that you're trying to reach is going to yeah. be, they're going to be too spread out. And they wanted to keep this a singular focus on, look at what these Trump, these evil Trump people are doing in this insurrection, that this is the worst thing we've ever seen, that they even stopped doing the, the COVID stuff that they always do. And they'll probably roll that out after this wave crests. Definitely. Yeah, they definitely will. I agree. So there were a few little items that I wanted to get to. One, did you say, wasn't Stephen Colbert on this train? Did you mention that? Stephen Colbert, and he is such a propaganda agent, it's disgusting. His whole monologue 
the day before yesterday and again yesterday, but especially right after it happened in, in D.C., was him basically screaming at Republicans going, look what you've done, Republicans. If you haven't left the Republican Party yet, then you are just as complicit. You have blood on your hands. You have basically it used to be maybe if you voted for Trump, you're maybe will welcome you back. But it's gotten to the point where it's out in the open. Look what you did. Are you happy now? You're evil. You're just as bad. You can't like it's him drawing the line saying no more we will no longer accept you into our welcome society that is bigger than than the things that i saw coming with trump and some tweets saw coming with trump with dean and stuff um had tweeted at me like on election night but it is in line with this idea that the uh, my first thought was this is going to go horribly wrong because they're going to say because a lot of people were trying to split off. People were getting sick of the parties and they're going to say, this is what happens. You know, the p- parties are the way they are for a reason. Bureaucracy is there for a reason. It keeps everybody in their lane. If you deviate from the lane, you're going to have catastrophe, chaos, anarchy, and that's bad. This is what Trump will bring you. Now, nobody nobody focused it in that way when they were telling the Parkland kids to break the law. You know, they weren't focusing it that way then. But now it's like, hey, and I remember Democrats saying it is up to the Republican Party to get those Trump people in line. It is disgusting. And I would say, so you no longer believe in democracy. And and I got people saying, right, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fascism. That's the Nazi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and this and not because I believe in democracy, but because the Nazi stuff is where they say, I don't care what you're saying. You need to be dominated because I'm right. Right. Yeah. And it's a coordinated message campaign from like you mentioned before the show, we were talking the corporations, the government, the media, the media has so much power in this, this coordinated messaging campaign, not just to demonize Trump as Hitler, but to demonize people who do not capitulate at a personal level to where it affects their life. So we have gone beyond just the demonization of a public figure, and it is now extending to they want it to affect people personally to the point of people either shutting up or falling in line or risk being pushed out of society. And they're okay with people getting pushed out of society. So like with the thing that you were reading earlier about Ben and Jerry's and they they are they're not only not serving their shareholders, they don't want certain kinds of customers. They want a different society. They're building a society. It's like Starbucks doesn't want you. You know, there's no place for you here at Starbucks. So I wanted to read a a tweet if it's okay, yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's a non-secretary, but it goes with what I, but I think it's important to make this point because this is my point is very well said by um, Ramekin Cambro, which appeals to my um, barbecue and cooking side. Almost nobody's going to understand either of those, but whatever. Okay. Republican Party dismantled right in front of us. Could Trump be working for leftist oligarchs? Is it possible this is all contrived? Trump did nothing to fundamentally change D.C. Maybe this is the change the left was looking for. Today was a huge psyop giving cover to the swamp. I agree with that. I'm not saying you do or everybody else does, but that's been my feeling, my expectation all along. And I feel like that is the proof that's in the pudding. Well, he did. 
leave that two-minute video message on Twitter. He was allowed back onto his Twitter account. Maybe making that video was a condition of it, but it was just a two-minute video where he did say there would be a peaceful transfer of power and that a new administration would be taking over on the 20th. He did say on top of that that the Make America Great Again, the, the movement, it's not ending, that it's just beginning. And he did reemphasize that on Twitter uh, with a follow-up tweet that it is just, it is not the end, it's just the beginning. So I don't know what he's signaling exactly. You, you've you made the point about the two presidencies before, and this could be a, a bridgeway to that. I think that his... The two presidents, pers- I mean. Yeah, sorry. Yes. He, I think his persona will be the face of the resistance, but just like Mueller was the face of that investigation, I doubt he'll actually show up very often. But one You don't think thing, he'll be in the tunnels with everybody? I think he might be the pre-recorded voice of the tunnel. Don't stop working, people. Things are going to tunnels come Tunnels are looking around. beautiful. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it in character, but I, but I did see people already. It, it said I read something that said I didn't see the video. I didn't realize it was only two minutes. I didn't know where it was, but I saw something that said that he uh, indicated strongly that he was going to run in 2024, which nothing in me thinks he's going to run into unless he just doesn't show up. You know, they, uh, it they didn't put him seem on the that ground. way to me. Right. He did, he did condemn the rioting, the what they say was rioting. He did condemn that. He did condemn anybody who was breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so I did want to add two little or a few things from our conversation with Anne. Um, one that she didn't actually say on air. It just came up later when we were chatting was that she said that, that while she was waiting for the kid who got arrested to make the bus, like he was released in time to make the bus. And she said when, when kids were like climbing on cars and stuff, the other people were like, get down. And they did. So her, her and the videos, are you posting those videos on Rockfin? I'm going to. Yeah. There it is. Whatever. You will see very clearly the true, character and spirit of those protests when you see it. It was very generous yeah. of her to share those with us. I, I She gave me it, ones with great. her They're very picture interesting. in it. I was like, yeah. you can't, don't give me ones with your picture in it. Anyway, so she said while they were waiting, everybody was standing around outside the bus smoking. It's an old school New York crowd, I guess. And uh, and she, she wasn't smoking, I think she made a point of. But she said a big guy dressed in from top to bottom in black walked quickly past them and had what looked like a holster or an ammo belt. But on the belt was a little was bottles of liquid just all around bottles of liquid. She had no idea that the bus driver freaked. She had no idea where he was headed, what he was doing, why he was there or what was in those bottles. If any listeners want to tell us what that could be, I don't know. And she had a couple of other things to say. You know, I listened or I read through some of the resource materials that Indivisible sends out for protesting and that it's on.org, which is a, an Antifa website, send out. And I remember there was something about little little vials of, of liquid all right I can't, well, let's, it, I can't yeah. remember what it was but it's let's, definitely they they send out these resources of, here's everything you need to take with you when you go to a protest and here's how you use it or what it's for and that's why you see a lot of people with these backpacks and with carrying the stuff because they're getting this resource list of how to survive a protest and once they become professional protesters you know you see more and more people like that 
Wow. Well, there's so much to digest. I don't know if we're going too fast or what. I mean, we hit a lot. I have a couple of things that we didn't get to. I want to talk about in the patron 15 changing subjects to some COVID stuff about uh, longer term immunity, some things that I feel are continuing uh, regressive uh, features of COVID policy and vaccine policy. And I have a quick shout out. Great. And I have a story about the call for the use of Clearview AI, the facial oh, recognition yes, technology I... that we can talk about a little bit. And you guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform, the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We actually have a DPP tonight? Is that... A VIP DPP. A VIP so, DPP. Oh, no, no. It's a First Friday. It's a delayed First Friday DPP. So anybody who's a patron of the truth, a friend of the show, or a patron saint, tonight is your party night. So looking forward to that. First one of the year. That's for at patreon.com slash propaganda report. Check your tier. If you have a problem, you think you belong and you can't click through to it, give me a... Uh, just shoot me a message on patreon and i'll figure it out yeah and you can also find our deep dive video podcast on rockfin.com so check that out we will talk to y'all tomorrow oh wait my, the... my shout out oh you have a shout out my sorry apologies. it's david david and this is his first shout out of the year david shouts out to the world he says david's david's a tough cookie he says have no fear bow to no man and diligently support your family of your own means do not rely on a government that wants to enslave you hell yeah. right on right yeah, on yeah. david All many right. snaps like big snaps for david <laughs> all right we will talk to y'all tomorrow or we'll see you tonight at the uh the patron party